Hello and welcome to the Afrocentric Rules of Modern Work podcast by Obsessive Innovations. If you're new here, welcome. If you're old here, still welcome. But I am here once again with the Obsessive Innovations team. That's Kelvin and Bobby. Kelvin is the lead of product and he also is the founder. Bobby is the lead or the head of design as well. And I am in the marketing team. Yeah. And what we seek to do with this podcast essentially is to help entrepreneurs navigate their journey. So whether you're home or abroad, wherever you are, if you're starting your journey, if you're in the middle or maybe even ending <laughs> or so this is home for you and we'll get right into today's conversation, which is about providing value. And often we find that if I can say simply as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of talk around being valuable or giving your clients value. And today's conversation is all about that. How can we practically do that? And what has, you know, Kelvin experienced, what has Bobby experienced and learn from that. Yeah. And hopefully you take something away. So we'll get right into the conversation. First, we're going to look at a quote from... I believe it's by Mahatma Gandhi. And he says, a customer is the most important visitor on our premises. He is not dependent on us. We are dependent on him. He's not an interruption in our work. He's the purpose of it. He's not an outsider in our business. He's part of it. We're not doing him a favor by serving him. He is doing us a favor by giving us an opportunity to do so. And so I'm going to ask you, Bobby and Kelvin as well, what are your thoughts on this quote and help us get into a conversation today? Let me start with Bobby. Yeah. Well, for me, I think the purpose of this quote is to emphasize the relevance of customers, especially in the market system, because businesses revolve around serving the need of customers. The other aspect to which I might disagree a bit or I have different thoughts are mainly on the fact that we all need each other, right? The quote aligns it primarily to the customer and then neglects the producer, but ordinarily in this walk of life, if you're not having a valuable exchange, you go to someone else. So it's value created from the producer and value obtained by the taker. So those are my thoughts on it. Okay. So including the producer, that's interesting. Kelvin, how about you? Yeah, I think I agree with it to a largest extent, particularly because like in last week episode, we spoke about like how to launch out and then, you know, go big on your vision and like, you know, communicate to the people you love the most um, while you go on that journey. And like this, this coach is kind of like just opposing that in the sense that even though when you start out, there's, there's a lot about what you really want to do in the world. Like you still have to just oppose that with what people actually want from you in the world, right? Like if you keep the focus, like the more selfish you are, the less likely you are to succeed. But then if you're overly selfless, you also probably wouldn't succeed as well. So I think that's what Bobby was talking about. 
in terms of like balance. So it's kind of like learning how to negotiate with the world outside yourself in terms of like what you want to do and what the world would also like, you know, take from you. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing those, those perspectives. And I think it helps us ease into our conversation today because often you hear that people say, oh, you know, whatever you're sharing with your clients, where right, it must be of value to them. But what does that even mean? What does that mean for, you know, to create value? What does it mean to have clients say that, oh, you know, testify that, okay, yes, this is valuable to me. What, what does it mean for you? Yes. And what has your experience been with this statement? I think of value as meeting a need, a need you've identified, right? So think of it this way. There's what we call perceived value and there's intrinsic value. That's where the gap is generally. Perceived value is what you might deem valuable to others just because it's valuable to you. I want you to think of it as you having, say, a toy. You don't have to think about it too deeply. Having a toy that you think is a very cool toy that a lot of children should want, maybe as a kid, right? And realizing that the reality is not a lot of people want to play with that toy. So inherently it's valuable to you. So even though you had this perceived value of it to the outside world, it's not so valuable, right? Intrinsic value in itself is value that you don't only, you don't attach to something personally, but generally other people also attach value to, right? And by that, I mean, value that others can actually attest to because it meets a specific need. So that's what I mean by perceived value and intrinsic value. Now, the relevance of value is we live in a society where human beings are inherently wired to gravitate towards free markets, where they get to decide what they want and they interact with people who end up getting them what they want. Right, so when you think about it in history, you see that all throughout history, before we moved into this system where we used money as a measure of value, we had a barter trade system where people would offer things that other people found valuable to, to them in exchange for something that they found valuable. So generally, that's the narrative around value. You have to put something out there that people need, right, that you personally don't just attach a strong bias to, but you really understood that there's a need for it. And you have to realize that people pay for things they need, especially when you've met that particular demand. So those are my thoughts on it, really. Very philosophical. I'm <laughs> here in intrinsic value and perceived value and free markets and, okay, please. I, I'd, I'd like you to uh, speak a bit more to, okay, maybe Kelvin can go and then if I have any. I mean, I think I'll just break down what Bobby's saying. It's basically, will someone give you money for it? Like, full stop. If the answer is no, it's only valuable to you. That's when it's intrinsic. And unless it's externalized, you just won't, you're not building anything and everybody wants. And like, this typically happens in people who work in technology. Like, they're so happy and super excited about the technology they're building. And people are like, but like, I, I, like, I won't use it. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for this. Like if you think about technology, how many services do you actually pay for? Like you don't pay for Facebook, you don't pay for WhatsApp. WhatsApp was doing like a 0.99 at some point. No one ever paid for that. 
I think the thing probably people pay for is Netflix. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say this online, but most people use other people's passwords <laughs> anyway, right? So it comes down to like, what are people willing to pay for? And can you build that? And if you have that simple metric of, will people give me money for this? It helps you because like, if they are not, then you probably have to change what you're working on. Huh. Okay. I, I, I like that. I think it captures it basically. Yeah. Will people give me money for it? Okay. So then if, does this mean that if people are willing to give me money for it, it's, it's then valuable? Yeah. Okay. I will find an exception. <laughs> but, yeah, but okay. I, I, I want us to go into why this is important. Why, why is it important for entrepreneurs, for builders, for creatives to know this? It's important because as an entrepreneur, your major goal is to see a void in the market or in society and take advantage of that void. And by that, I mean looking around to see what people need and figuring out how to get it to them in the most efficient way possible, right? So that's why overall value matters and that's what entrepreneurship is about. Now, the reason it's really important to understand why it's so hard to provide value is because one, you need to identify the value. Two, you need to figure out a way to scale the value so that a lot of customers can get it. And overall, you need to you need to do so in a way that make, keeps you in business and overall helps you to fill other needs you might identify in the future, right? Uh, in addition to this, the conversation around value is a tricky one because people always assume that that's literally it. Just fill the void with a product that is necessary, get it into people's pockets and once you are doing that and people have shown value for it, that's it. But there are a lot of layers to it, right? And one particular thing I'll talk about regarding value is the importance of leverage. I'll talk about three things moving forward, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in a bit more details later on. The importance of leverage, the importance of traction and control, and also maybe talk a bit about the relevance of time in all of this and how they all interplay to ensure that you're in business because we need to be in business as entrepreneurs. So those are my thoughts on why value matters to entrepreneurship. Okay, but when you mentioned, you mentioned a couple of things that we as lay people do not understand. <laughs> so you spoke about leverage, spoke about traction, you spoke about, or do you plan to expand on it in a maybe hopefully later? Okay, all right, that's great. Um, so why value matters? Honestly, it's because you need to survive. Um, so, like at the end of the day, if you're not doing something valuable, people are not paying you, you're not taking care of your bills, you die sad and lonely, really. So, and at the end of the day, you don't get to achieve your dreams, right? And bills, and your bills expand the more people come into your life. If you fall in love, more bills, you have children, more bills. If your parents grow up, more bills, right? So it's like, if you don't have a way of increasing value and covering those bills, you definitely can chase your dreams. So it's just something that you should actually like really double down on understanding. And you should be super practical. Like if you are providing a service and people are not willing to pay for, there's a problem with what you are providing and you need to change it. Like you don't want to get lost in like your idea of what you think is important to the world. So, yeah. Okay. So you need to pay the bills. Noted. <laughs> All right. But uh, we're, we're talking about this and we're mentioning that it's important. We know that, yes, we have to, we have to pay bills. We have to 
you know, do all these things. But what is a practical way for you to do this as a, as an entrepreneur, or as a creative, or as a builder? What is your experience? And then also, how can how can we practically do this? Scope create value. The most important thing you need to know now, as an entrepreneur or creative, is we live in the best times, right? Previously. If you found a need or you wanted to fill a particular gap in the market, it was very, very hard to scale your product the way you had to or efficiently reach your audience. But we live in a time where you can easily connect to anyone in the world through the internet, right? That's really the basic way a lot of people have made so much money on the internet. And connecting to people is just as simple as this podcast. We might have audience from places in the world we didn't even dream of. Right. So as an entrepreneur, you need to take advantage of this and then you need to understand that whatever product you have, it's your job to figure out how to scale it to the people. Right. And that's where the leverage aspect comes into play. Leverage basically means, OK, let's think of it this way. Let's say you want to move a stone. Right. I'll use a wheelbarrow example because that's very relatable to us. You want to move a spoon if you lift it you can decide to lift it with your with your chest and just move it to a certain location but you expend too much energy in doing that or you could decide to put the stone in a wheelbarrow and move it around if you go for the second option you expend less energy and efficiently get the job done right so that's the biggest advantage the internet gives us now it gives us the leverage to connect to all parts of the world right so you you as an entrepreneur need to take advantage of the leverage and that's one very practical step. The next thing would be um, traction. How do you build traction? What is traction? Basically, traction is what your record has shown over a period of time, right? So I'll tie traction in with time. And then after that, I'll talk about, um, so traction, time, then I'll probably talk about the relevance of integrity. Right, so traction. Traction, basically, in its most simplified form, is what have you done in the past and why should people want to choose you? Because you need to understand that it's a very competitive world out there, right? The advantage traction gives you is it helps you to cross this area of doubt and concern people might have with working with you. That's why, as a designer, you probably have to show a portfolio and explain your, your reasoning or thought process behind every single design you were done, right? So as an entrepreneur, it's very, very important to build traction in the very, very right direction as much as you possibly can. And you do that with time and sustainable relationships, right? The very important thing you need to know about time is time in itself is doesn't give you leverage. Time gives you the opportunity to build good traction by interacting with different people, right? and even impressions. So that's what people will remember you by. Oftentimes, people won't remember what you said. They might remember what you did, but something they will definitely not forget is how you made them feel. So time allows you to build attraction. And I'll talk about my last thing and then how leave the flow open to other people, right? So integrity, I like to tie integrity with two other key points. As an entrepreneur, something that's very relevant and practical is having integrity being intelligent and also being energetic now why do these three connect so well integrity because you want to work with someone who's ethical 
who you know when you give you trust your money to he's not going to run away with it and do nothing right so that's where integrity really really comes into play energy and intelligence is basically what keeps you going and ensuring that you keep being valuable to the market if you are very energetic that just means with the intelligence you've built in the past like the consistent effort to learn or improve your craft or hone in on your skill you are putting it in the right direction to create products that's possibly even disrupt your industry so these three are on interrelated and they are basically what help you to stand out as an entrepreneur create value the right way and leave positive impressions on people so that they always come back to you and you survive in the market well that's that's a lot to take in but i i wanted to ask you mentioned you spoke a bit about traction you know leverage so with traction right you gave having a portfolio as a designer for as an example you gave like okay maybe that's why you need to have a portfolio so that people can have something to look at to have so what happens when you are starting from scratch or when you are beginning like basically from ground zero <laughs> how how do i also use these things to make me provide value to to people right that's one of the the questions i had and my my follow up question was also we mentioned that if you want to create value in the market then it's basically that people need to want to pay for the things you're doing and so how can me having integrity intelligence you know energy all these things like how do they play out in people like helping me provide value to people i want you to highlight that a bit before kelvin speaks so the first one about how to just from scratch really build value i think this this a very interesting question and it reminds me of um a very interesting south african entrepreneur wusi thembekwayo right he he said something about well two things the first thing was the importance of molding your identity right so by that he meant one of the most difficult things ever for people to understand or perceive is realistically grasping the identity they have and the identity society has given them right he gives an example of Nelson Mandela's book Long Walk to Freedom and this is what happens so Nelson Mandela is in a plane with a pilot and he realizes the pilot is black and for a sec he gets scared and this is like before apartheid has ended and he catches himself getting scared then it becomes a matter of consent to him because he feels he's black and even he has imposed this identity on a fellow black man how much more a white person right so the first practical point regarding traction that entrepreneurs need to be very aware of this identity and this is there's another part Vusi Thembekwai was really talking about you have all the excuses in the world and they are valid but you need to decide to do whatever you have to do regardless of the situations you are confronted with so this identity thing and finding your your identity it's going to help you because it's going to highlight what your strengths are 
and give you time to actively reflect on what you want to build so that you don't and this is where the major problem is you don't switch industries just uh, just in passing when you do that it shows you are not confused or you are not committed to a certain goal it is good to do that once in a while but then when you do that undoubtedly you don't leverage networking effects in the industries you find yourself the second question was um could you kind of remind me what the second question was was about how the combination of integrity intelligence and, and energy basically help you make money because <laughs> yeah so let me try to break this down with let me paint a picture i'll try to paint pictures living out one element of the three so that we see that each of the three make you a complete entrepreneur let's start with integrity if you're an intelligent person and you are very energetic that just means you are very smart you know how to get things done but if you lack integrity you could be a crook no one wants to work with a crook the second aspect let's create a persona who is of high integrity and very energetic but is not very intelligent what that means is you are a very good person people will have a very good feeling working with you and they will enjoy it because they uh, they enjoy the relationships with you you are very energetic meaning you can go in all directions but because you are not intelligent you might not be able to take initiative or you might not catch up to the changes in your industries just because you are not learning enough and the last aspect energy now this is where a lot of people tend to fall in at least for most of the people i've interacted with you might be a person of great integrity meaning you value human relationships you might be very intelligent you are willing to learn a lot but then when you are not energetic you don't do the things you have to do now as an individual who has to go places you need to understand that to get to where you need to go to there are a lot of challenges and you need to be consistent throughout those challenges by that sometimes consistency just means doing the things that are boring because it needs to be done so once you leave out any one of these key aspects you lack a very important aspect where you are not building yourself up to gain the leverage you need to or skill up to people you have to get to do you understand how all this works yeah 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 makes sense makes sense to me Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, bringing the three and then taking one element out and seeing how it plays out. Kelvin, I know we've let you out of the conversation for a while. <laughs> the, uh, so the question was like basically, what are some practical steps to to providing value? Please share that with us. I mean, for me, simple is like build skills, ask people for money. It's like that's that's pretty much it. If you ask them for money and they're not giving it to you, you are learning the wrong skills. Or you have the right skill, you don't know how to communicate its value. So work on your communication skills. That's pretty much it. So I like to ask you, Kelvin, how how have you done this on, on your journey? How have you built skills? How have you asked people for money? Did they give you the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, I learned how to sell very early on. It's like when I was in high school, I was selling like writing pads to guys who were trying to like write love letters, and that made a lot of money. Uh, so that was I was like, oh, okay, it's like money money can be made. <laughs> 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 all right then i got into university and then i think i did everything i was like i was a photographer i did videography at some point and i was like oh people people pay for these things but then i didn't have the natural instincts 
to get good at like these things because they need a design eye and as you can see all design people i'm not so it's like that's not where my skill set is my skill set is in engineering and like understanding business right so it's like but then again nobody wants to hire someone to tell them what to do in their business immediately when you're this young right but people can't code so they'll go for an engineer so like i learned coding and that's what brought me into the rooms of many people. Then they realize, oh, you also understand business. You might have a skill set. You might want to like do movies in Hollywood. No one is willing to pay you for that right now. But what skill are people willing to pay you for now today? Build credibility there, build a network, and then eventually you'll get to your Hollywood dream, right? So that's, that's, that's how I think about it. And typically when you're building skill sets that are valuables, like other people are being paid for and they're not paying you, then you have a communication problem. You don't know how to communicate the value of like, you know, the skill, right? So an example is like, if you look at the iPhone, you look at like the Samsung phone, it doesn't cost much to build all of them, but then everything we pay Apple for is communication. Like it's just them telling us that they are special and we believe it and then we pay them that premium. So those are the two things really like for me, so yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good point because yeah, truly it's, it's communication. <laughs> and I like how we, we brought out some of the practical things that you can do, right? We talked about communication, talking a bit about all this, you know, energy, intelligence, all that. If someone is willing to pay for what you're providing, then you are giving them value. But beyond that, is there a way to measure if you are giving somebody value, if you are providing beyond the, the monetary um, side of it? And then secondly, how do you sustain the efforts if you if you realize that oh yeah I'm, I'm actually providing people with value so how do you sustain that that effort well the second one i'll answer the second one like you don't need motivation once you get paid and people give you a lot of money you'll find a way to sustain that effort like okay the way to sustain that effort is to get more customers or to increase your margins like just to get paid more like money is enough of a motivation right like it's like it's not it's not it's not like really hard science um, <laughs> um the first question which was like uh, what was the first question again my first question was that if people are willing to pay for it then it's we're seeing yeah, that okay yes other ways to make yes what's other way yeah yeah i mean typically if you do stuff for free for people you don't know how valuable your services are because like i mean if it's free you could do anything for me right like if you come to me and like you want to do anything for free that's fine all right but then now that if if i have to give you something valuable in return that's how you measure it and typically money is like the the least common denominator. But like if you did something valuable and I, I give you a ride, I'd spend my time on you or like I allowed you to have the brand endorsement of my brand because my brand is like very valuable to me or like I wrote a recommendation which is like also very valuable to me or like I give you a car, or like I give you an office space. Like anytime something costs me after you've given me something in exchange, then like you're giving me value. But like if you are doing it totally for free and I give you nothing in return, there's no guarantee that what you're doing is valuable. The day you ask for money, people might say no. Right. Right. Okay. So basically it has to cost whoever is receiving your services or your products. Okay. Got it. Got it. Bobby, do you, do you have anything to add to that? Okay, well, I just think people will chase you more if you are they're offering something vulnerable. That's it soon. Okay. As we wrap up this conversation, I want both of you to share with us a few lessons you've learned along your journey. I think we've, we've kind of touched on a, a bits and pieces, but just to tie it all together. Then based off of your lessons, you can share with us maybe one or two practical steps that we can take today, 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 today. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it's like, don't be shy, enjoy making money, right? So like, enjoy it, ask people for money and then don't take no as rejection, take it as 
validating that you need to change like what you're doing either on the skill set front or the communication front right on the skill set front in terms of practical steps build the skill sets that align with your natural instincts right so some people naturally are design oriented some are naturally operationally oriented some are like naturally engineering oriented build those skill sets but sometimes when you're providing services you might people might need a holistic experience right so like in my case like we pro provide product people still need marketing and design so like build partnerships with people who have complementary skill sets and then double down on communication either you become a really good communicator or you work with someone who is a really great communicator and if you have all those things i don't see why you wouldn't be living your best life so yeah well we most of what kelvin has said i think it's applicable the only thing i'll add to it is learn be willing to learn and also be teachable because the world is moving at a very fast pace and um, if you keep learning you always be valuable to society so yeah that's it okay so keep learning collaborate is what i'm hearing all right yeah and make money <laughs> it's one of our core values as a company <laughs> all right so thank you for joining us today uh, but before we go I'd like to remind you to share this with someone who's on the entrepreneurial journey and so that they can also learn. And then Kelvin, who is very generous, has decided to, <laughs> he's, he's basically open for office hours. If you're someone navigating your entrepreneurial journey, he's happy to help you, you know, dissect it and figure things out. Uh, of course, within a set time. And so there will be a link in the in the description that will help you book a session with him. Okay. Thank you, Kelvin and Bobby for joining us. And thank you for listening and wanting to be obsessive with innovations. We'll catch you on our next episode. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>